The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Providing insight and resources for your spiritual journey. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I'm the... Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the Founder. Uh, for the beginning of, for the beginning of the year, I'm going to be interviewing powerful people who are making an impact in the world. You know, ambassadors of light, ambassadors of love, people who are helping to teach truth. So we can transform and help human consciousness evolve forward so we can recognize who we are in God and who God is in us. So today I have a good friend who's on the call who's going to talk to us about teaching spirituality and truth to our youth. So I have on the line the Reverend Dr. Leon Campbell, Jr. Hello, how you doing there, Dr. Campbell? <laughs> Greetings. Uh, you know, thank you so much for having me on the show, man. It's just a, such a pleasure. You humble me, you know. And so I want to uh, just thank you so much. And good morning to everybody. And uh, this is, uh, this is uh, you know, everything happens, to, I know, on God's time. So I'm, I'm grateful. Thank you. Thank you. So um, 
you know, you're the director of Agape Youth and Family Ministries at the Agape International Spiritual Center where uh, Reverend uh, Dr. Michael Beckwith is the spiritual director or senior minister. So yes. before we actually get into talking about teaching new thought, teaching truth, teaching spirituality to our youth, can you give the listeners a little background so they know who you are? Well, I started, I, I want to say, a long time ago. I, I remember, uh, you know, I was born and raised in Chicago, on the south side of Chicago. And I think the calling for me happened about 12 or 13. I remember one day looking over the balcony of, of the Chicago projects, and it was uh, Daryl Holmes, as a matter of fact. And I was just looking, and all of a sudden, uh, a voice came upon me, and I could hear this voice say, this will not be your lot. I was looking out at everything and it said, this will not be your lot. Your lot will be lived far away from here. And I remember that voice as if it was yesterday. And so from there, I went from uh, working in, in corporate America. I, I went from in and went, I, you know, I used to listen to a lot of Zig Ziglar. Mm-hmm. And, and Zig Ziglar was was so inspiring that time, and that led from one thing to another. Well, uh, I got a promotion. I was living living in Cleveland, and uh, my wife and I at that time we decided to visit the Living Truth Center in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. And lo and behold, it was a um, a uh, UFBL church, a Universal Foundation for Better Living Church, uh, was being. Uh, directed at that time by Reverend Ann Jefferson. And yeah. it was just, it was profound. It was a profound experience. And uh, I said to myself, man, I had to go all the way to Cleveland in order to discover Johnny Coleman in Chicago, in my own hometown. But it was profound. And one thing really led to another. At that time, she had me working with the, uh, with the, young, with the young people, with the teenagers, and so one thing sort of led to another one. And uh, before you know it, I was directing them. And, and so but my life has been uh, sort of like uh, working with young people for for many, many years. Even at 16, I would take uh, teenagers to, to to summer camp. I was uh, also working in the Abraham Lincoln Center, which is located on 39th and Cottage Grove. I used to work it's similar to the Boys and Girls Club. I used to work there for many years, but my life has been what many would say my calling is to work with uh, youth. And so from there, I went to Boston, and uh, lo and behold, I started to work with uh, this mentoring program, the Paul Robeson Institute for Positive Education or Positive Self-Development. started to work with those young people in Boston, moved to California and uh, began to work with the young people there. And Reverend Michael asked me to take over as youth director. And so it's, it's been my calling. And this is one I take with, with, with pride. Uh, uh, one, one day of many, 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 many years ago, I talked to this psychic and she said that um, who didn't know me at all. I was sitting there in front of her and she started to read my numbers. And then she said, I see you doing what you are here to do. And I said, what is that? She said, you're here to be with the children. And I was shocked from her response. And so, uh, yes, that's what I, you know, to make a long story short, Galen, um, it's part of my calling. And I take with such pride and honor because our our children uh, are not empty vessels to be filled. 
but they're really actualized spiritual beings with something to say. And I, I take this role as sort of like a torchbearer to be their voice, to, to, to be a reminder to those who have forgotten that our children are here with, uh, and who they are matters, who they are. I tell them every day, you matter to God. And so, um, yeah, that's to, to make a long story short, that's part of why I'm here. So right, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Well, you know, knowing that you, you know, you, you been trained and developed not only by the spirit of God in you, but through the Johnny Coleman system yes. and the Michael Beckwith system. I know your fundamentals are <laughs> yes. quite good, you yes. know, sort of like, uh, you know, in the, in, in the Kung Fu movies, when, you know, you have the, the, the master at the end and it, just, it, it takes three heroes to beat the one villain. You have the long white hair. So when your fundamentals are really good, <laughs> the skill yeah. level shows. Oh, yeah. So, and, and, and I'm still learning. I'm still learning. Yeah. That's well, the one thing that I'm, uh, I pride myself on. I'm, a, I'm still an empty vessel. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Definitely. I, you know, I think that's one of the main things that Reverend Coleman, and I want, we ended up talking to Reverend about Reverend Coleman the whole show, but one of the things that she emphasized so much, and by the way, I absolutely adored Reverend Ann Jefferson, adored her. Um, uh, <laughs> but, you know, Reverend Coleman was always a student, and she would always say, when you, when you're, not willing to learn anymore it's time for you to step down as a leader yeah, yeah. And she really believed it and she practiced that yeah. you know i can tell people that i was with her in sessions where she would take ministers or board members or staff and she would be in the conference with her pen taking notes like everyone else because she was always a student when she found out somebody was doing something good she got on the plane and she went there and that was you know, she would come to the bookstore at times when I w- was working in there at the church, and she said, "What do I need to be reading?" And I and I'm looking around like, you know, look at all this stuff you built, and you're asking me what you should be reading. But that's the beauty of knowing that there's always more to learn, there's always more to evolve in your soul. And I think that's one of the things that we have to always remind ourselves about when we're dealing with youth. So. Um, first question when it comes to youth, and I do want to make sure that if people want to call in, let me just give them the number really quickly because I want to give people the opportunity to call in if they so desire. And the number is 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489. And you can call in and ask, um, you know, Dr. Leon Campbell any questions you want about developing spirituality in our youth because – we definitely need to do um, a more impactful job. I won't say better. I'll say more impactful job because it's a lot of people who care. But we have to really make an impact when we when we are um, ministering to our youth. So the, I guess the first thing that I really um, wanted to know is, you know, based upon the model that you all have at Agape. What is the emphasis that you try to get across? If it's two or three things that you really want to get across when you're working with youth, what would those things be? Well, the first thing I I do is I I, I, I draw out the greatness in every child. So our motto is drawing forth the divine in every child. Uh, one of the things that it impacted me and it impacted me to this day when I heard Myrtle Fillmore, who's the co-founder, as you, of, as you know, of a unity school, when she said, we're not here to entertain the children, but to draw them out. 
And that stuck with me. And when you look at the definition of to educate, it means to draw upon, to draw out. And so that's my goal each and every time. In other words, like I alluded to earlier, we're not looking at empty vessels to be filled. So they don't come to us to dump a lot of stuff upon them, but to draw out their greatness, to draw out their, their special gifts and talents. And we all have them. And I always tell the children, I say, you have a unique fingerprint. There's over seven billion of us, but you're the only one with this. And I always ask them, why is this unique print in your hands? And invariably, someone in the back always, younger, would stand and say, that's because, Reverend Leon, we have something to give. We have something unique to give. And if we don't give it, it will never be given because it can only be given uniquely by by us. And so that's one of the models we 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 draw upon to draw out. And when I say draw out, we 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 place them in a loving container so they can feel free. In other words, I I tell the teachers one of the greatest things that you can do on a Sunday morning is to greet them at the door. In other words, greet them with a hug. Where have you been? I'm so grateful that you're here, even if they're brand new, to greet them with a hug. And it's shocking to some of the youth because I treat them as if uh, it's a long, a lifelong friend that was disconnected. In other words, uh, good to see you again. And so that's one of the things that I do. So we, we, we try to place them in a loving container. When I say a loving container, a loving place that's free of any uh, condemnation or criticism or judgments. We try to place them in a, in a place where they feel free. And so uh, when I say drawing out, I mean, we, we give them tools. You know, sometimes I, I, I also conduct daydreaming classes. And it's and it's uh, uh, I give them craft projects, arts and craft materials, everything from crayons to markers to uh, things that will let them reflect upon what's emerging in you without any judgments. I always try to remind the children that you're not being graded. And so you're free. You're free to express yourself. I, I try to encourage uh their creativity in terms of the arts. A lot of the the, the, the public schools are eliminating uh, music education, and so what I what I do is I try to encourage them to bring their instruments. I try to encourage them to bring their voice. I I, I have them co-create the class in terms of them facilitating the class. Also, we have a basic theme, and uh, they get an opportunity to talk about what spirituality is to them. And we have, I mean, we have such in-depth conversations. I had one of my youth uh, brought a, a white crayon and a black crayon. And he talked about how we're really, there really is no color. And he talked about uh, expressing ourselves from our true nature. And it was just, he was a nine-year-old expressing this with two crayons. And so I, I, I encourage that, Galen, as much as I can. And I also can't emphasize enough. You got to love them. You, they've got to know that, you know, are you going to be there for me? Are you, do you have my back? Are you going to be there tomorrow? And when I fail, can I count on you? I, I also encourage uh, the, the teachers to let's create, as opposed to saying a church, I, let's create a, a spiritual community center where it's a place of peace, where we teach love, 
It's a place of refuge. I remember one year, one of my teenagers, he ran away from home and he called me on his cell phone and he, and he started to talk to me from his cell phone. And I said, where are you? He said, I'm in the sanctuary. And I said, how long have you been there? He had been in the sanctuary for hours. And he was, and I went in the sanctuary and he asked me, he said, Reverend Leon, do you think I should go home? I said, I think you should. But I want, but my goal is to create a place that's a safe haven. It's a place where you feel that, uh, they have a trusted listener and, and listening is, is crucial, Galen, because one of the biggest complaints I hear from young people, especially our preteens, that no one listens, and um, especially my parents, no one listens to me. And so we spend a lot of our time just listening. We spend a lot of our time allowing them to speak what's on their mind, and I think that's crucial. That's half of the uh, the journey or the battle, so to speak, is to giving them a place where they can just vocalize or express their feelings. So. Uh, that's one of the things we do that's crucial and that's in the heart of, of, of what I do as a minister. But again, uh, I, I'm, I lean more toward uh, community sin. And, okay. you know, back in the day, back in the day, uh, the tr- in the traditional church, uh, the church was a, was a refuge. It was a place if you needed money, if you needed a, a, a meal to eat, if you needed uh, companionship, if you were lonely, you could always go to the church for just about anything. So that's my model game. Beautiful, beautiful. You know, it, it kind of reminds me of when you start talking about creating a setting. You know, I have a 16 year old daughter and, you know, uh, the, you know, and we're exceptionally close. And, and her mother and I aren't even uh, together anymore. We're divorced. But, you know, as you know, it's been said by many people, you know, the parents can divorce, but never the, the child and the and the parent. Beautiful. Making sure that no matter what the situation or circumstance might be, you stand as that which you represent. You know, you know, I, I, I remember, you know, telling my daughter when she was little, talking about creating an environment that if I tell you yes, I'll always do it. Yes. And, you know, that was, you know, so, but, but you got to earn the yes. Oh yeah. It's not just a given. Oh yeah. You know, so, you know, for her, everything is trying to get a yes out of me, you know, because she knows (laughs) if I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And I told her why, even as a little kid, she didn't understand it at the time, but she gets it now because I told her, I said, you know, I want you to always know as you get older, when you get older, that. If a man tells you he's going to do something, you should do it. Yes. You know, and you should expect that. So if you bump down the line and you start dealing with people as you get older, realize that if your daddy always, when he said yes, or he said he was going to do something, or he gave his word to doing something, he always delivered on it. I said, never get used to people telling you one thing and doing something else. Yes, yes. You know, you know, you you remind me. You remind me of the saying, and I don't know who said this, but it says that your actions speak so loud to our cannot hear what you say. Yeah, that was so, uh, Emerson. Yeah. Oh yeah. Emerson. Okay, there you go. Thank you, sir. I should have known you would know exactly. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but so- it, 
Go ahead, excuse me. I apologize. But, 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 it, but it is so true, Galen, because the children are watching us more than they're listening. As a matter of fact, I do a, a workshop on whole brain learning, and it says we remember 10% of what we hear, 25% of what we see, but we remember 90% of what we do. Yeah, yeah. It's experience does matter. Yes, we have about we have a less than a minute before we have to take our first break. So let me just let the people know yet again that if you want to call into the show, you can call in at 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489. I also want to remind you that uh, Unity Online Radio is, is supported by your donation. So as you have freely received, freely give, go yes. to unity.fm. Click on the donate button and help support this online ministry that takes this message out to the world. I think it really matters that we exist as a potential impossibility for people's transformation. Therefore, somebody stood in the gap for us to be where we are today. So make sure that I'm going to say make sure you can choose. You always have a choice. I'm suggesting that you choose to be the person that stands in the gap for someone else. So we're going to take our first break and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. like to share the programs that inspire you most with audiences around the world? That's easier than ever with mobile giving. Just text Unity Radio to 72727 and help us continue offering spiritual programs that change lives. Do you ask with childlike wonder, what is the nature of God? Who is Jesus? What is the Christ? How do we know what we know? When you ask these or other heart-centered questions about the non-physical, intangible aspects of life, you are, on some level, a student of metaphysics. New from Unity House and nearly five years in the making, Heart-Centered Metaphysics, a deeper look at Unity teachings, is now available. This is Paul Hasselbeck, author of this quintessential study guide. Enjoy a deeper exploration of universal spiritual principles and truths, whether you are just starting or have been seeking for years. Each thought-provoking chapter of Heart Center Metaphysics speaks to truth-seekers like you, providing essential tools to help elevate your consciousness and create spiritual transformations in your outer life and circumstances. Order your copy today from the Unity Online Store at www.unity.org. Then click on Shop. notice how the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly? Listen to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed as these unlikely saints administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Join the discussion with Daryl and Ed live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central Time on Funniest Thing, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. 
Welcome back to True Transforms. I have the Reverend Dr. Leon Campbell Jr., who is, again, the director of Agape Youth and Family Ministry at Agape International Spiritual Center. Uh, Dr. Campbell, I want to talk about um, a project that you've been doing, uh, a magazine uh, uh, that's to help uh, people in youth ministries, etc. Could you ex- explain and expound on what you're doing and how it can help support uh, ministries who have youth programs? Yeah, the magazine is called Inspired Parenting, and it was started by some uh, very loving child advocates, activists, just caretakers of of children on the planet. Uh, Some of the most beautiful people you ever want to meet. And over the years of my experience at Agape, I've got a lot of people who would come in with projects and with uh, events, etc., but none has inspired me more than this Inspired Parenting magazine and the projects that are behind it, which is multiple. But uh, the magazine uh, is called Inspired Parenting Magazine. And uh, you can go on the website. The website is um, uh, InspiredParentingMagazine.com or .com, yes, in order to take a look at it and uh, see the, the various components. But it, to me, it's an overall when I it's an overall resource book for parents, caretakers, for uh, caregivers, etc. And uh, it's a resource that gives parents the information needed in order to raise resilient, powerful, intelligent, and really thought provoking children. In other words, it inspires them to be the best that they can be, this magazine. So we were giving resources to parents because over the years as a youth minister, I get a lot of questions from parents. Questions such as, Reverend Leon, what school should I send my child to? Reverend Leon, they they want to drug my child. Reverend Leon, what should I do about uh, this area here, this area there? And so I wanted to empower parents in order to enrich them to such a level where they are uh, far more and far more uh, knowledgeable and empowered to raise children. And so this is what this magazine does is more than a magazine. And we call it a movement, but it's a comprehensive online inspired parenting resource. And not only do we give the parent uh, a hard copy magazine, but we also give them 10 monthly subscriptions, uh, digital magazines. In in other words, we give them free access to our webinars and our teleconferences and our teleseminars. And they also have access to a rich library of of, uh, archive material. They also have access to our parenting summits, etc., and our online courses, et cetera. So it's a whole comprehensive resource for parents. And it's a, 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 and one thing that I like about this magazine is leading edge. And when I say leading edge, I mean, we're not afraid to tackle the hard stuff. We're not afraid to tackle the meaning of ADD, ADHD, uh, the, the pros and cons of vaccinations, et cetera, et cetera. So we, we tackle the hard stuff. And it's not a fluff magazine. When I say a fluff magazine, it 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 it, it deals with the, the hard issues and not just fashion and food. And so we give the, the parents a lot of information to to raise healthy, resilient children. Just to give you an idea of some of the topics, 
It's uh, are today's schools preparing our kids for success? How did how helping your child deal with conflict? How mindfulness can help turn the bully tide? And also in this issue is Congressman Tim Tim Ryan of Ohio. And one thing I like about Congressman Tim Ryan is I think he's a a 21st century politician. When I say that, he's well-rounded. He was one of the first members of Congress to hold meditation in the halls of Congress. He and Deepak, they got together and they held meditation in the halls of Congress, believe it or not. So there is hope for our politicians. So you know, I say that laughingly, but there is hope. <laughs> well, uh, so we feature him and his family in this magazine, also in this issue, in the winter issue. And so those of you who are out there, you can go to inspiringparenting.com and check out our website and all the resources we have and all the, uh, the great uh, facilitators, uh, therapists, etc., who are part of our team, who are providing such great information to parents. So that's the Inspired Parenting in a nutshell. All right, beautiful, beautiful. Now, um, one of the things, that, I'm just going to preface my question, one of the things that I do with, with my uh, daughter and I've done for years is I always make sure that she has certain things I want her to read that we can have discussions about. You know, for instance, um, you know, probably – you know, when she was younger, I would get the, you know, the big me and the little me or we, you know, uh, you know, we, we would read whatever was quote unquote, uh, age appropriate spirituality books. Um, uh, several things that right now is not popping in my head, even right down to having her read the, you know, the rich dad, poor dad comic book that explained rich dad, poor dad at a, at a, at a kid's level. And then the teenage level, but one, but the main book that I would always have her read and go back to was a book called The Simple Truth, which was yes. by uh, Richard and Mary Alice Jafola, which yeah, yeah. basically explains um, unity, unity brand of new thought. Yes. Uh, to at, at a basically unity teen level, and we would read it at you know one chapter at a time, and then we would have to have discussions about the chapter. Again and again and again and again. You know, matter of fact, I actually have her reading now the seven habits of highly effective teens. Beautiful. And she has to every chapter has to give me three points she got out of the chapter. And then we have I have questions based upon her answers. And the reason why I'm stating this is, um, you know, it's certain theological positions that I want to make sure she has. She's free to make her own choices as an adult, obviously, to go wherever she feels as though her, the spirit of God in her leads her. But I want to make sure that the fundamentals that I give her are solid. So yes. when it comes to the theological fundamentals, what are the theological fundamentals like? You know, how do in other words, how do you teach uh, children in agape universal law, reaping and sowing, cause and effect? Uh, you know, uh, the power of your mind to demonstrate your good, you know, your divine nature. How do you all tackle that? At a at a agape, and I'm saying that in the context that you have over a thousand children coming to your youth ministry every month. So one of the things we do, I established uh, monthly themes that don't change. In other words, these themes are based upon spiritual principles, and they're based upon the teachings that Reverend Michael uh, conveys from the pulpit. Like, for instance, in January is peace. Blessed are the peacemakers. Now it's based upon uh, Jesus's. 
philosophy in terms of best of our peacemakers. So they be called children of God. And so uh, we deal with peace at an age appropriate level, starting with my preschools, with my babies, because we don't really give them a hard and fast lesson. But we teach them through uh, music. We teach them through movement. We teach them through storytelling. So it's important that we get books. So you, you alluded to books. It's important that, and I try to update my book list because I get parents all the time would say to me, Reverend Man, what books do you recommend? And I, I remember when I read this book called The Little Tree to my preschoolers. And it was about a tree who would not release its leaves. But when he, but the, when the tree did not release its leaves, it didn't, it wouldn't grow. And so it's a beautiful story about letting go and our basic oneness. And so I teach them that way because it's important that we, uh, at that level, not try to inundate them with a hard and fast lesson because they're still they're still incarnating. Uh, I think it's Car- I think it's Steiner from the. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of the school philosophy, but they're still incarnating. They're still figuring out their little hands. What is that? My little feet. And so we try to uh, give them more music movement and we do brief meditations. We sit and we have uh, stars on the, on our room ceiling and we turn out the lights and we have them meditate. And so it's more about imaginative play. It's more about uh, play is more crucial for them. So we give them spiritual principles through play. A friend of mine, Judy Jules, started a company called uh, Cosmic Kids. And she's developed these play stations where the children will work with spiritual principles through play. In other words, we take the, the principles that Barbara Mark Hubbard talks about and we put that in a play station. Uh, Lynn Twist, Deepak Chopra, and they get an opportunity to to learn for instance, we're also working on the uh, Michael Bernard Beckwith Life Visioning PlayStation where they get a chance to learn life visioning through play. And so as we move up through our primaries, our preteens, our teens, we give them age appropriate lessons based upon the theme. And so, for instance, this month also, it's about uh, not only do we, do we state the principle and define it, but we go out and, get, and do practical exercises in the in the world. In other words, uh, they're required to go out and do service. Like, for instance, this month we invited faith centers from around the Southern California area, starting with the Hindus, the Buddhists, Islam, which was last week. And and they bring their youth into our church and they interact and they teach the sacred literature. They teach the chants and the music. And it's, it's, I try to have less and less adult interaction with this program because children have no ax to grind. In other words, they have nothing up their sleeve. They're just sharing the love of God. And then, Absolutely. and then I they say, say, let's, let's play. Then, then it's like, let's play. They never once did they say, my God's better than your God. Why did yeah. you say that? And yeah. then they play and the kids get it. The kids get it. Yeah. Yes, we have a caller on the line, so I want to make sure that you, uh, that, that we had an opportunity to. Uh, uh, we have Sherry on the line. Hi, Sherry. Yes. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. I am loving this conversation. Um, first, Gail, I just want to say kudos to you uh, as you were describing your intention with your relationship with your daughter. I was like, gosh, I wish my dad had made that kind of decision. Um, so, kudos to you for doing that and for being that kind of example for other men. Uh, Leon, my question is about a two-year-old. 
So he is, you know, pre-verbal, um, you know, and, and I feel like I really, what am I going to teach him about being spirit? He he moves through this house like he runs it um, and, and like the world is his oyster. But I'm really keen on keeping that intact and protecting that sense of fearlessness and um, and and sense of invincibility that I can be, do, and have whatever I want to be, do, and have. Um, what do you do? And you said preschool, but I feel like he's like a little bit before preschool. Okay. Um, so maybe this is my preparation time. I don't know. Um, you know. First of all, I want to thank you for being that that parent that's highly sensitive and aware. That's most important because it starts with you. And one of the things that uh, I suggest in that area is to continue to put him in places where there's no hard, fast, right and wrongs. And, of course, you're you're not irresponsible, so you're not going to let any harm come to your child. But I want you to begin to love him and, and hug him and encourage him as much as you can. In other words, begin to explore with him, not be a know it all. I want you to be like uh, like Galen and I referred to earlier. I want you to be his North Star. Not a friend, but I want you to be that example. And when you don't know things, I want you to let him know. But let's explore this together. Take my hand and let's explore. I want you to be that parent that gives him such freedom. And when I say freedom, I mean to 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 color outside the line. And when I say color outside the lines to encourage him to. To explore. Questions are are, are, are essential. I remember as a child, my 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 parents would discourage questions because they didn't they didn't want to address them or they didn't know how. But I want you to say to him, let's explore this together. And I want you to always place him in unique and different situations. In other words, both visit a different museum, visit a, a, uh, 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 a different event or program that expands the both of you. Mm-hmm. Because he can comprehend at this point. Uh, I, I see so many people overdoing baby talk. And I was, and I was saying mm-hmm. to them, he stands clearly the, the English language. He's, he ex- understands that clearly. He understands who you are because Right now, he's watching more than he's listening. Right. And so I want you to develop such a, a relationship where he feels free to add to explore with you and ask any question, any question that will come to mind. And 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 I want you to read also to to him as much as you can. Mm-hmm. And so it's important that he sees you reading in opening up this dialogue, I um, conduct what's called a freedom school in, conduct, in conjunction with the uh, Children's Defense Fund. And it's a six-week program where we engender the love of reading through the whole brain uh, process where we add. We have music, we have visuals, we have kinesthetic and, and uh Activities and that has so engendered the love of reading. It has improved the children's uh, reading scores in school. And so, more than anything, uh, uh, don't harp, harbor on his age at two, because he's a precious little soul that's that's fully orbed at some level. That's that's fully developed at some level. Mm-hmm. And so, I want you to communicate at that level. But more than anything, I want you to remember that you are his north star. 
And the people have looked to the North Star for guidance for, for, for centuries. So I want you to be that place. And I want you to use the tools that come like reading. I want you to use the tools of, of talking to him each night before bed, even talking to him uh, at the subconscious level when he's asleep. I remember one time uh, I was watching my grandmother. You know, um, my, my older brother he used to wet the bed a lot as a young child. And I remember one night I watched her talk to him in his sleep about how he's a, he's a good boy. And, and she went on and on and on. And I, was, I thought it was amazing because I'm thinking my brother's asleep. He doesn't hear you. But mm-hmm. what we've learned and, and the, 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 the Johnny Coleman Institute has taught me so well about the subconscious mind. And do you know his his bedwetting? He 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 stopped the bedwetting, uh, based upon my grandmother talking to him in his sleep. Mm-hmm. And so I just want you to know that he's far more than just a two year old, mm-hmm. and that there was an agreement made between the two of you, a spiritual agreement made between the two of you, and. I want you to just develop that relationship, but always remember that you are his North Star, not his friend. People, parents make the mistake of trying to be their children's friend, but it's more about what you're. It's more about what you're doing as opposed to what you're saying. And so, when you be that, when you be that, what you desire in your child, watch what happens. Beautiful, beautiful. Got it. The, the, you mentioned a couple of books earlier, and I just want to make sure I got them down that you read to preschoolers and early school age. Yes. I want you to also get, if it's still available, you might have to go online. It's a DVD. It's called The Little Soul in the Sun. And I can't think of his... his, his, It's uh, Neil down the wall. Yes. To my daughter. (laughs) I want you to also get that. Because it talks about our spiritual agreement. It talks about forgiveness. And it just does a wonderful job of conveying forgiveness to young children. I want you to get that also. But the little tree, I love that. I can't think of the author, but I want you to get that also. And the invisible string is another one that's very powerful. Talks about our oneness and our connection with uh, with God. And so it's a powerful book also. Uh, the invisible string, and I'm just trying. I'm drawing a blank, but you know I've got tons of them. You can email me at Agape. And I can also mm-hmm. get you an entire list. You can email me at okay. Rev Leon, Rev Leon at AgapeLive.com. That's R-E-V-L-E-O-N at AgapeLive.com. Okay, great. Right. I will do that. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Sherry, for the call. I appreciate you awesome. calling in. Um, awesome. uh, Dr. Awesome. Campbell. Yeah. Great. yeah. <laughs> Dr. Campbell, we have another caller on the line. We have a crystal on the line. Hey, Crystal. Hi, Campbell. How are you? My name is Crystal, and I'm the superintendent for Christ Universal Temple Children's Church. And I have a question. How do you continuously keep that middle core from sixth to eighth grade, right before they go to high school? How do you keep them engaged and wanting to continuously participate in your youth programs on Sunday? Well, that's one of my favorite age groups because um, they're at the height of uh, exploration and and the mystery. I, I encourage uh, the children to stay in the mystery as opposed to being a know-it-all. 
Mm-hmm. And in our society, we, we sort of push them into, uh, you got to know this, you got to know this, or you, you know, cause we, we've got this, um, system where we, we punish, we really punish people almost or a reward system. And so what I, what I try to do is we do, uh, storytelling, but we also do role, we start to do role playing. In mm-hmm. other words, we talk about a particular a principle and then we play it out. Like for instance, when I do a Bible story, I, we acted out, you know, I re- just recall last week I was a uh, Goliath and I had one of the little short kids. Like he was like three feet or something. He was mm-hmm. David. He was David. And so I had one read the story, uh, a real appropriate age, appropriate scripture. And I play Goliath and I had the young one play David. And so we were looking at the options for him as opposed to being strictly into the story. In other words, because you think that you're limited at, six or seven or eight, you're not, you still have choices. And I went beyond the slingshot for them. I asked them, what are the choices that you have? And I, and I gave them scenarios, uh, particularly around their schools. In other words, how would you deal with a situation if uh, something is, is particularly hard for you? What options do you have? And they begin to list the options that they might have in order to successfully pass a test or et cetera, et cetera. But at that stage of the game, I'm going to ask you to uh, ex- work with their imagination. So it's not about giving them hard and fast lessons immediately, even though you had that as an objective. But you want to begin to 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 have a theme for them to work with, and which you do. Of course, y'all got tons of that at at uh, J- at, uh, at uh, Univers- Christ Universal Temple. You got tons of those. But I want you to begin to work with their imagination. Make it a co-creative process. I want you to start using more music. I want you to start singing, singing chants with them. For instance, uh, you know, of course, uh, Ricky Byers Beckwith has some of the greatest chants on the planet. And so we were Say his name again. I'm sorry. Ricky Byers. Ricky is Reverend Michael's wife. She's our music director. But I'm just going to give an example of a chant we started to work with. And uh, the chant was, God is real. God is magnificent. God is light. God is love. I am real. I am magnificent. Then they talk about we are real. And then I, I would sit down and say, tell me about God. And they would give it back to me. God is real. God is magnificent. God is light. God is love. Tell me about you. I am real. I am magnificent. I am light. I am love. Tell me about us. We are real. So I use music. To teach them a lot. Okay. And okay. I and I say, that could be a prayer for you. I would I would whisper to them now. That could be a prayer for you. Let's say if you if you have a relative in the hospital or someone that is not feeling well, I want you to, even if you can't sing it out loud, you might want to just whisper it. God is real, God that's my and watch what happens. Because it's a chant. And it's the spoken word repeated over and over until you embody it. And so there's a lot of chants. And we've got a, a, a chant booklet that you can order for us. But there's so many songs that you can use to teach at that age as opposed to trying to drill into them. So I want your approach to be to draw out. Okay. Not to inundate them with, with, with draw it out. In other words, they're going to they're going to in other words, you're driving. But they're gonna they're gonna approach it from a whole nother direction, and that's okay. Okay. Long as they get, long as they get the point that there's only the one. Right. 
Right. Long well, thank as you. you. Go ahead. No, no. My next question was, do you have a, you said you had a book with different chants? Is yes. that a book that's available for purchase? Oh, yes, it is. You can, you can email me also and I'll send you, I'll send you a link where you can order it. And that's Rev. Okay. Leon, yeah. Rev. Leon, R-E-V-L-E-O-N at agapelive.com. Okay. Okay. So I would just want you to take a different approach, approach with them. That's all I want you to do. A different approach. I got it. Thank you so much. And make sure it's whole brain. So in other words, if you're in there lecturing the whole time, that's not the approach you want to take with kids. You want to have, you want to make sure that you take a kinesthetic approach and a visual approach. Make sure you use technology with the kids also. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Crystal, for calling in. All right. Uh, d- bye bye. All right. D- Dr. Leon, we actually, um, you know, we're rolling along. We have another caller on the line, Latina, who is actually the director of all of the youth ministries at CUT, actually on the call now. Is Latina still there? Yes, I am. Good morning. Good morning, Latina. Good morning. Great to hear you today. I have a question regarding the adults who work with senior, uh, with children in our youth programs and helping them to uh, bridge that gap with our youth. Um, sometimes our youth can be um, trying to find themselves, and uh, sometimes adults don't know how to deal with that. Do you have any advice on how to work with bridging that gap? And so what I, what I would like you to do is not start the, your, your volunteers immediately uh, teaching the children. I want them to be observers first. And then I also want them to just assist you. Okay. Okay. So, because many times people come to the centers and they're not, they haven't healed themselves yet. So I, I, I advise right. them to spend more time with Reverend Michael. In other words, you know, just come into our Sunday services, our Wednesday services, and you can just come and assist me, or you can come and be an observer. Because my approach to this is that the children are perfect the moment they walk in the door. There's nothing to be healed, nothing to be fixed. It's like the saying, there's nothing to be healed, only God to be revealed. So we're going to draw out. In other words, I tell the parents that the children are perfect day one. And so that means I'm looking for the great. I'm looking for the good. I'm looking for the amazing. I'm looking for the fantastic because it's there. Mm And the more you look for it, the more you're going to bring it forth. So you want to work with adults who can also stand in that awareness. Because if you're looking for the bad stuff, of course, you're going to find it because that's what you're looking for. Right. And so I encourage the, the, the parents and the volunteers to begin to look for the grace. So that's why we set up this place that's so loving, so unconditional loving. And see, it doesn't make sense to have some sterile environment where all your I's are dotted, all your T's are crossed, but there's no love. Mm, right. And so I tell the parents and volunteers, if you love these children, you have a greater chance of connecting with them. You have a greater chance of bringing forth an aha, a, uh, uh, a revelation. And that's what you want. You want a classroom filled with light bulbs o- o- over their heads. Mm-hmm. You know, in other words, you know, in other words, you created an environment that is filled with memory recall. Oh, yeah, Reverend, I know what you're talking about. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. And so you're going to be working with these adults and, and see if you could do a quarterly uh, or every other month training with them. In other words, 
you're going to be basically be working with them and and and, and with your uh, purpose and your mission. But we, we, we don't want to have warm bodies. In other words, at a point where I was at a point where, you know, I had to get volunteers. I had to volunteer. But I stopped asking for because we're so big. I stopped asking for volunteers in the sanctuary. But one thing I do is I work with them individually. And guess what? I just had to pray. I just had to. I just had to. I remember one time uh, Johnny was uh, y'all was trying to raise some money. And Johnny came up to the pulpit and she said, let's just start to pray again. And that just hit me to the to the core. It was like because, see, one thing I remind I was speaking to uh, youth, youth directors at a Unity Village um, regional meeting in Vegas. And I said, what is it that you do well? as opposed to always talking about what you do uh, that you need to improve. What is it you do well? What are you known for? So what I'm saying to you, I said, one thing that I think unity does well is they pray. I said, even to this day, I use the prayer of protection. Even when I'm speaking on our pulpit, I close it with, you know, the, the light of God surrounds me. I close it with the prayer. Of protection because, see, that has worked for me through all these years. And so even to this day, I can hear Myrtle Fillmore say, you know, you know, I do not inherit sickness. I'm a child of God. I say that to this day when something tries to be something that is not in my body. I'm this is God's body. I know I'm getting off the subject. I know I'm getting off the topic, but let's go. Let's go back to praying again. And the people will come. The people will come. The right people will show up because you just don't want anybody. I'm sorry. No, don't no, be that. Don't. Don't, <laughs> yeah. be that don't be that desperate in your ministry. Don't be that desperate no. in your ministry. And tell the yeah. people, you know, why don't you go sit with Reverend Galen? If you know, if they not come, you know, he can have something for you to do. But every, you don't want everybody working with your children. I'm sorry. No. And, yeah. you, and you go and you go do your prayer work. Because these are God's children, and God knows all about it, and God will send you the right people. Okay. Yeah. Great. Beautiful. Great. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. That's confirmation thank for what I what I heard earlier. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you, Latina. Thank so, you. so, uh, Reverend uh, Leon, we are uh, we, we have about a minute and a half left. So let me just say, first of all, thank you um, for your. Uh, First of all, for being you, for being the stand that you are in the universe, because that matters. So, Thank you, you know, we, we we have many ways we end up having to um, sometimes I know why we take the roles we take and make the choices we make. And then we find ourselves in the space <laughs> where we know all of the decisions we made previously got us to the point to be prepared for the moment. Yes, it you is. know. Yes. So so you're prepared and equipped for the moment that's at hand. So thank you for being you and thank you for, for being open and receptive to what God is doing and for helping the callers, including the people at Christ Universal Temple, because, you know, we're up to big things and we need our youth. Yeah. yeah. You know, just, and as you was, as you were saying, we need let's get back to prayer. Yes, uh, we just had a youth Sunday this past Sunday. And, you know, as we were uh, preparing what we we're going to do, you know, we have, you know, how we do the youth platform people and, you yes. know, all that stuff and youth praise dancers, and all that. And um, Reverend Wells said to me, um, I'm calling all of the kids up at the beginning 
we're going to do a prayer for the kids. So, you know, I, uh, you know, we made a responsive reading yes, and sir. we had the congregation call all the kids up and then we affirmed what we are stand for our children, what, how we see them. And then he just prayed over them. Yes. And yes. Like you said, let's go back to doing what we do well. Yes. 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 We pray and quit trying to reinvent the wheel. <laughs> Yes, uh, that, you know what I'm saying? yeah, that really stood out to me. Let's go back to doing what we do well. If if it's anything that New Thought lays his hat on, and is we know how to pray, we know how to do the spiritual treatment, we know how to be the stand of spirituality. Yes, Lord. and and if we start there, yes, Lord. we can we can get to where we need to be. So thank you for that reminder, not just for youth. But for for anything that we do, what is it that we do well? Where where do we lay our hat? So yeah. I'm, I and, just and expand and, and expand upon that, Reverend. Right. You know what I mean? What what yeah. what are you known for? And let's expand yeah. upon that. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. So thank you so much. We're gonna have to probably have to come back and have another conversation about this if you're open to it. Because I, would I think enjoy that. I think we've just scratched the surface of this. I mean, that's what my soul is telling me right now. So I'm going to be reaching out to you to try to see if we can get another date rather sooner than later. I would so enjoy we can, that. We, we can undress this and we can give some people some techniques. And you gave a lot of techniques today, and I just felt as though we've only skimmed the surface of the techniques. So people can implement these things in their ministries, and if they have more direct questions, people have an opportunity to ask them. So with that, because I know it's another show after this show, and, and uh, our producer has to do his job too. Thank you so much. Thank you both. God bless you, and I will be in contact with you as soon as possible. And remember, you all can get in contact with uh, Dr. Leon Campbell through Agape's website. He gave you his email address, so reach out to him. Uh, He'll reply. He's really friendly. (laughs) God bless you all. (laughs) We'll be with you next week with Truth Transforms. Thank you, brother. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. Have you ever considered that everything you think, say, and do is a prayer to the universe? What would your life be like if you activated the power of yes? Join Reverend Beverly Molander and her exciting guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how they activated the power of yes in their lives, their communities, or even the world. If they can do it, you can too. Listen to Beverly Molander and her guests live every Monday at noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Affirmative Prayer, activating the power of yes. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. It's been said that the way to build a peaceful world is one person at a time. Think about it. Haven't we all been in situations where one person's attitude, his or her state of mind and way of being, had a profound effect on everyone in the group? We may have seen times when the effect was negative, 
caused by gossip or backbiting. But we've all seen times where one person changed an environment in a positive way. By maintaining a friendly attitude of goodwill toward everyone, he or she gradually influenced more and more members of the group to do the same. Before long, the positive attitude became the norm. Peace began with one person. I look for opportunities to be that person. Peace can begin with me. To find a Unity Church near you, please visit our website at www.unity.org. I'm Michelle Phillips, a celebrity makeup artist, beauty expert, self-confidence coach, and Hay House author. My podcast, Beauty and Beyond, is the place for women navigating the challenges of the aging process. Listen in for my professional advice, as well as my expert guests, as we share valuable tips, practical tools, and empowering resources to help you not only look amazing, but also live an amazing life part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and available wherever you get your podcasts.